Welcome to the Texas Hip Show. It's Russell Dowden. Welcome to the Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast number 67 of the Texas Hemp Show podcast. We are working on our uh, 10th publication of the Texas Hemp Reporter. Uh, that's coming out uh, here later this month in January. Uh, joining me is our co-host, Jesse Williams, on the Texas Hemp Show. Welcome to the program. Jesse, how are you doing, my friend? Thank you for asking. All right. Good to, good to have you aboard. Uh, this is, again, podcast number 67 of the Texas Hemp Show podcast. We have our guest calling in from Taylor, Texas. Joining us on the program is from Texas Hemp Processors, Lucas Evans. Lucas uh, can always, we always bump into Lucas at the conventions, and I think I last ran into him there at the um, taste of texas hemp cup uh, but welcome to the program lucas how are you my friend good thanks for having me russell dowden i really love what you do with the show i'm happy to be here um yeah man well all cool from taylor texas all the way from taylor well you're not too far from me you're just a rock's throw down the road from round rock but uh but i know taylor very, very well there so uh, welcome to the program and uh let you introduce yourself and and tell us a little bit about the texas hemp processors there and taylor and and how you got into hemp. yeah man i appreciate it i grew up listening to talk show and i'm honored to be here i'm gonna try not to be too nervous um but yeah my name's lucas evans i'm a seventh generation texan i grew up on my family farm actually in hutto um, but that's just eight miles from Taylor. And uh, my mom, uh, she's a horticulturalist the city of Austin for 30 years. And my dad did a bunch, uh, among other things. He built the first commercial wind farm in Texas. And today we have the cleanest power grid. Uh, despite what folks say, I went to Southwestern. I got an environmental science degree um, and, and traveled a bit. And I realized that we've got a big issue here. Um, a lot of people, not a lot of land. Um, and so hemp had been on my radar for quite a while. Um, and it wasn't really until I went to a Texas hemp industry association, uh, little get together they had in Brenham, Texas. It was a smaller one, but, uh, I sat down and had lunch with some folks who, you know, big Texas families that aren't very public, but control thousands of acres. And it occurred to me that this is a real, um, you know, this has some legs to it and that there's a real opportunity here for change. And so, you know, just on the surface, it's pretty widely accepted. We have 60 years of arable soil left. Uh, the UN tells us that. And uh, if we don't change our practices or find alternative sources of agriculture, then, you know, we've got 60 years of, of farmable land left. And so we're in the heart of it. The Blackland Prairie, Taylor, Texas, used to be the cotton capital of the inland cotton capital of America. Um, we've got abundant soil and, and it rains 36 inches a year here. And so we've got the infrastructure, we've got the know-how, grew up farming. And so we're trying to get, we're going to try to bring the promise here to, to central Texas. Well, Lucas, it sounds like you come from background in sustainability. This seems to be a little bit of a motivation for you, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, if we're just looking at incentivizing the conservation of our land, like I said, I grew up in Hutto. We had a 500 acre farm here and I'm watching it be converted into a 900 home development. Uh, and I don't know if you've heard of the company Samsung, they're moving to Taylor, mm -hmm. Texas. Right. And yeah. so you've got, you've got this tension and 
if we can't make money on the land, then it's going to disappear. Well, it sure so, makes our taxes go up higher. That's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, among other things. Well, um, but uh, Jesse, you have anything for Lucas? I just what came to my mind was I was like, they're building that Samsung facility out there, and it's going to be it's going to cause water issues if you ask me. But that's not for for this. I'm just wondering what the because I've been out to Hutto and Taylor quite a bit, and I'm wondering what the the soil's like there because I grew up out near Fredericksburg, and it's a complete I want to say wasteland. But man, you dig two inches down, you've hit the next layer of the crust of the earth. Yeah, man. Well, I-35 is actually the divider of the uh, Edwards Plateau. So west of that is your limestone outcrops, no mm -hmm. topsoil. East of that, you've got dip, deep, rich, blackland prairie soil. The state soil, if you don't know, is uh, Houston gumbo. Um, and so that is the rich you know, we have limited inputs and we don't irrigate here, which is unique to a lot of the other operations in America and in Texas, Lubbock and, and down South, you know, they're draining the aquifers or the rivers. And so uh, I'm not trying to pit people against each other, but uh, you know, it rains 36 inches as much as Seattle. Right. So we have a really a honey hole, a beautiful place on the earth. It's, it's, you know, we say the farmers are awfully proud of it. This is one of the best places on the planet to grow. And so we're going to try to capitalize on that and make the best use of that possible. Well, tell us a little bit about the company, I guess, and uh, the hemp processors LLC is. I've got, I understand you're, you, you do this, and then you have another thing, the Earth Endeavor, which is a little bit something separate. We can talk about that a little later. But tell us about Texas Hemp Processors and uh, what kind of services you offer these these growers here in, in the Texas area. Yeah, well, you know, starting with this deal in, in Brenham, it, it struck me that these farmers, hundreds of farmers, and I just had a friend, I'm going to call her Melissa, with South Bend Industrial. She spoke at FarmCon. Uh, and these farmers, they know, I mean, they've been doing it their whole lives and nobody's making money. They're all in debt and these markets are flush. They're eager for an alternative. And so hemp comes up, everybody wants to grow it. I think there were several thousand licensed growers the first year, several thousand the second year, and that fluctuates, but nothing, nowhere to take it. No real processing for industrial. And so let's be clear, we're an industrial processor focused on fiber, herd, and, and grain and seed. And so we do, you know, that is our mandate. We're bringing the industrial processing infrastructure to the farmland. So decortication, uh, seed cleaning. And this year we really, we moved into, and I helped kind of set up this seed cleaning flour mill for a different crop, an alternative crop called TEF. And we kind of converted that to do hemp and clean hemp seed. And then we got a decorticator in here, uh, you know, kind of a small scale one to get us started. And we processed, I think, 12 acres this year. We worked with Texas A&M to do some yield trials, quality trials. Um, and then product development. Uh, product development is something that has kind of come on my radar, not intentionally, um, but just in being in the space and realizing that there are so many people with so many great ideas. And, and the promise of hemp, it's there. I mean, it exists. This is a, a prolific, you know, tough crop mixed with people who have beautiful ideas and innovation and 
and then the money here, right? Uh, I think hemp surpassed the NFL or cannabis rather surpassed the NFL last year in terms of revenue. And so we want to help people make their ideas come to life, you know, and we're working internally on a kayak, um, you know, hemp paper is obviously one that's well known, hemp textiles and fabrics, uh, composite materials, biodiesel, varnish, um, you know, the list goes on, right? There's 25,000 known uses of hemp, mm-hmm. but we want to make that realized. And so, uh, being outside of Austin too, that kind of influences a bit of our, our business plan, right? Yeah, I would really like to be able to get to find the right paper. I've I've been kind of searching different printers for the Texas Hemp Reporter. I think it would be really cool if we could find a a paper. I've been looking into this to get a a, a paper that was actually made of hemp would be cool to wouldn't it be cool to print the Texas Hemp Reporter on a on a hemp hemp, hemp based paper and that's something I've kind of been been uh, looking into, um, are you guys getting around into doing some marketing things with the events? I, I know that I, I kind of bump into you now and again at the Lucky Leaf Expos. I've, I've recently ran into you in December over there at the Taste of Texas Hemp Cup. You're, you're always mingling around in the space out there, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and we haven't necessarily been public and I apologize to folks. We are Texas hemp processors. We intend to be the Texas hemp processors. Uh, focused on Central Texas, but there's so many factors at play here. Genetics, mainly one of them. And then you talk about farming contracts. And so we've been a little bit conservative in our approach to to putting ourselves out there. But absolutely, we intend on 2022 really being our year to come out, uh, let people know we're here. We sponsor the U.S. Hemp Building Association. They had a, an event here at the end of October, right before halloween and we sponsored that and we're going to be putting out i think uh well with with the texas hemp reporter our first ad and so yeah absolutely we're here to you know drive the economy of of the hemp space and so yeah you're 100 we're going to be around you're, you're going to hear from us let's take a quick commercial break here on the texas hemp show this is podcast number 67 and our guest is Lucas Evans with the Texas Hemp Processors. We'll be right back on the other side. We'll talk about more of the services and what the economic landscape looks like for industrial hemp here in the Lone Star State. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back after this message. CRI is a top 25 nationally ranked CPA firm with offices across the Southeast and with clients across the globe. Over the last few years, our firm has developed a niche in the agriculture and cannabis industry. We understand the unique challenges growers and processors face every day. Our seasoned team of professionals can help you meet these challenges with sound business, tax, financial, accounting, and technology advice. Visit CRICPA.com to find out more or schedule your free introductory consultation. That's CRICPA.com. Hello, Texas hemp farmers. This is CBD Seed Labs reminding you that it's not too late. In fact, it's the perfect time to plant your summer hemp crop. At CBD Seed Labs, we have three world-class 
hemp cultivars with proven success across Texas. Visit us at cbdseedlabs.com or call 442-222-8595. To learn more, mention this ad in Texas Hemp Reporter and get an additional 10% off. That's cbdseedlabs.com, where we have the seeds you need to succeed. Medical marijuana is legal in Texas. Do you suffer from cancer, PTSD, IBS, peripheral neuropathy, autism, epilepsy, seizure disorders, osteoarthritis, or fibromyalgia? Well, medical marijuana is now legal in Texas as of September of 2021. Visit TexasMedicalMarijuanaDoctors.com. Call 713-659-HEMP. That's 713-659-HEMP. And tell them you heard from the Texas Hemp Show. Visit our friends online at TexasMedicalMarijuanaDoctors.com. Hey, this is Cheech Marine, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs' exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. You're listening to The Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at The Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hip Reporter. This is podcast number 67. I'm Russell Dowden, publisher for the Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. And our publication for February is coming out in mid-January. And we've got interviews with some of the, all five of the Texas candidates for commissioner of agriculture. Uh, All five candidates, including Sid Miller, the current commissioner, all interviewed in this. Uh, uh, Jesse and I got the, uh, with Jesse's help, Jesse actually wrote out the questions and then we sent them out to all of the candidates. So very cool that we got to hear from all of our our, um, commissioner candidates running for office here for the primaries in March. So that'll be a a focus on the upcoming edition of the Texas Imp Reporter. But again, joining me every week is Texas... Uh, Cannabis Collective Chief Editor Jesse Williams. How are you, buddy? I'm doing good. Thank you again. Having fun. How's that camera looking over there on there? I can see you a little clearer from that uh, on the camera there that you got. So that's good. You got some new toys. Are you running a little green screen back there? I still have my my Batcave screen up. I just turned the background Uh. on in, in StreamYard. (laughs) <laughs> Very cool. This is uh, a Podcast 67. Joining us is, again, Lucas Evans from Taylor, Texas, from Texas Hemp Processors. Yeah, Lucas, uh, uh, you mentioned something there on that canoe 
uh, or kayak actually that that's a but that that's based on an epoxy that is a plant-based hemp-based epoxy that goes around the kayak is that i was just curious about that i heard you mention that earlier absolutely um well the goal here is to, yeah it's it's sexy uh, and it, it's a new material and it's uh we're working the trademark is pending it's called fiber grass mm. um and so we use hemp as the matrix support structure and then we're partnered with a, a really world-class uh chemist who makes a plant-based epoxy and like fiberglass with the epoxy you know it's waterproof it's malleable um and i don't know it it, it occurred to me that there were two reasons why we decided to make a kayak one i love kayaking and it's a great way to experience the world and nature and in and, and texas is 199 98% private land so rivers are really the only access to see texas and so that coupled with the fact of i don't know if you've seen this meme but it's a bunch of folks protesting a oil platform and they're all in plastic kayaks and that just has stuck with me that like, you know, and the, the meme was basically like, oh, these, these, these silly hippies out here, you know, protesting plastic and oil and then they're in plastic kayaks. And so we're <laughs> going to circumvent that and make it out of hemp. Uh, and so we've got a hemp developer in North Carolina um, and, and we're going to do it. So, yeah, kayak, that's kind of our flagship product, but the material can be used to make anything uh, tables, chairs, you name it. So did you have some orders in for your equipment there, uh, on that side of, of industrial this past season? Well, are you referring to decortication equipment? Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, uh, so toll processing, right. That was right. And I started this company three years ago and thinking that that would be kind of a primary revenue stream is toll processing, but mm -hmm. that's not really the, the case. Um, and, and so developing these markets and these products is, is really central to that. Um, but as far as the equipment goes, the technology, absolutely. We, you know, we ourselves are upgrading our decortication capacity, but then statewide, nationally, and then globally, people are, are, really eager to get some some decortication equipment going yeah anything jesse you got anything for lucas i want to ask um about what would you say the the limitations the pitfalls are the limiting factors for doing this in texas well i actually during this conversation so i work with growers all over the state and and trying to bring this to reality and i got a text in the midst of this that said uh a guy, he disappeared, I don't know, three months ago from our communications, but he just texted me and said he apologized that his stuff went hot and he had to destroy his crop. Oh. And so, right, you spend your a lot of money, time, effort, your heart and soul, and then it tests over 0.3 THC and they had to destroy it. And so, oh, man, you mm. know. Yeah, that's that's a real thing. And, and and imagine luckily they had only done less than a half an acre. So it wasn't that big of a hit, but you know, these people they have their hopes and dreams up and then they got crushed by you know, frankly an arbitrary number. Um and and and, and just it all comes down to cultivation practice and end use. Right? They had no intent on 
smoking this or giving this to people. And so that's definitely one. Um, and, and Texas genetics, you know, I mean, we don't know what really grows here. Lubbock, they've had some success. And then they had one pretty solid grow in South Texas. Um, but germination rate relative to that, you know, we're talking 40 to 60% compared to what you're doing with corn or cotton or any investment, frankly, you're not going to make a hundred percent investment and only get 60% of the return at best. Right. And so that's definitely slowing us down. We're working with some folks and, you know, again, being conservative and trying to, to slow play this and, and figure out what works. And two, this is just something I want to say to everybody listening is that if we're to realize this at the scale and rate that we need to, we're, we're trying to recreate or, or emulate an industry, say cotton or corn that was built up over 70 years yeah. and had trillions of dollars of investment and subsidies and research and development. And we're going to try to do it as, you know, it, and don't forget all of it has to be carbon neutral, you know, reduced inputs. If, if this is to be realized in, in 36 months, you know? And so yeah. there's a lot to be done there. Yeah, well, um, and, and, you know, the growers were doing this 75 years ago to some extent uh, with limited technology at their fingertips. But but you're right. That, that That's a good point, Lucas, is, you know, this is this is rekindling a, a, an industry that's been dead for, for 75 years. I think something to add in is that you mentioned about like the number, the limit, and it's that we could have had that change this last legislative session. And instead, they have this giant war and didn't even – attempt to even fix things like that and the fallout's happening now and it's why elections are important we talked about having asking candidates questions and it applies to people need to be asking their legislature about that too this is something that we could absolutely repair under how the rules are federally right now yeah and, the, and um hopefully maybe some of these rules will lighten up in the federal level and 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 then and then the states can can expand on that as well lucas what what do you foresee the landscape looking like though when, when you got into this space like you mentioned you know uh, what do you think is the time frame before we start getting you know not just in texas but but nationally uh, uh with more more industrial grow operations yeah yeah that's 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 a it's real it's a real thing uh and just on the surface right this at very at, at very least, it produces as much grain, protein, and as much fiber cellulose as, say, wheat or corn and cotton. And what, maybe six months into this, I'm just putting this together. You know, this is 2019, beginning of, and I get a call uh, from a folks in institutional investors from wall street and they're like hey we ran the numbers we see where this is going we want in institutional investors don't invest for under 10 million dollars and i was like okay hmm. let me put together you know my team and foundation and 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 get with the farmers and the supply and then we'll get back to you um <clears throat> but you know we try to avoid those folks we're trying to do it for the farmers and so yeah this is uh absolutely a, a, glo a global endeavor People are really eager to try this out. 
And it's it, the thing about hemp is, unlike corn or unlike maybe wheat, wheat, you know, is a grass. They're all sort of a grass, right? And they're all competing for space and energy and, and nutrients. And so you have to kind of baby these crops, especially cotton. They call cotton a baby crop. You know, you have to spray it four times and make sure it has exactly what it wants. It can't have any competition. Whereas hemp, it's a weed. We call it weed. It grows wild, <laughs> you know. And so, like, we call it weed. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> at a point, this is going to go off, and, and, and it has. It absolutely has. And so we've posted some folks in Taylor, Texas, that are multinational companies, really looking to, you know, this is bigger than just, you know, ooh, fun, let's smoke it, right? Right. This is the most useful plant that's really ever been Mother Nature's given us, and what do we do as humans with it, right? We roll it up and smoke it. (laughs) So (laughs) that's, you know, playing into all of it. but yeah, absolutely. This this is here and it, it's here to stay. And this is a very serious economic driver, both locally, statewide, and then globally. And so, um, yeah, there, there's there's a lot to be had. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show podcast. This is podcast number 67. Um, our guest is the, the Texas Hemp Processors, Lucas Evans, calling in from Taylor, Texas, right up the road here from us here in our studios in Round Rock. Um, you talked about the global endeavor there a moment ago. What tell me about your Earth Endeavor project? Is that something you can talk about? Yeah, sure. I mean, coming out of college, I am an environmental scientist by training. I did a lot of industrial cleanup, conservation work, and looking for for an avenues of 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 global impact to, to address this issue of climate change and, and population and demand. And this is not a secret and we're not the first ones to, to think about this. And so going and, and going to these events and, and traveling to Colorado and right, that's just with cannabis acutely, it really struck me that like, wow, these people from around the world are trying to get this like we are like where we realize that farming is a very monopolized destructive process nobody's making money these people you know let's say chile is going to be a big partner of ours and and then all of our genetics right so we haven't grown this in america in 75 years meanwhile canada they've been doing it for 25 years and then i spent some time in europe and germany trying to learn how they did it. They've had this since 1995. And, you know, so, I mean, this is, it's kind of weird because it's like, you know, we're trying to do something new relative to our space, but we're not the first, you know, and it's like rebuilding the, like reinventing the wheel, not so much as it is rebuilding the wheel for the 21st century. Um, Well, so yeah, yeah, it's, it's a global, global aspect, but the earth endeavor is that was the question, I guess. Um, it's kind of our parent company. It's my, uh, personal, you know, spirit to this is that we've really got to come together as a planet and, and understand that 
if we fail here, we have failed everywhere, as far as we know, in the universe. So then in the final quarter, you know, two minutes left, hemp becomes legal in Texas, in America. And hemp, by all aspects, is one of the most, again, prolific and, and just strong, useful crops. It's here, and it and it's now subject to these capital industrial efficiencies and everything that we do in America so excellent, really. We've, we've really perfected the art of being efficient in our processes and, and how we commercialize those and how we profit from those. And so, you know, trying to merge these two things, again, hemp is, has really fits the bill and it is really the vehicle to accomplish a lot of what we want to do. Um, you know, just, right, we always talk about the cleanup ability of hemp. And so in the industrial cleanup space, you know, I spent some time around the Texas Mining and Reclamation Association. We do a lot of this work by mechanical processes, right? Moving millions of tons, millions of square yards of earth. And I've read these case studies, I've seen the work and I've been hearing about the hype of hemp cleaning soils. And I put this to the Texas Mining and Reclamation Association. And these are, you know, not the folks relative to cannabis, but they definitely were like, hmm, you know, a insight to phytoremediating solution to millions of acres of land. Let's let's look at this. And so you might hear or see something about, uh, you know, industrial cleanup at scale using hemp uh, with an eye towards what they're cleaning up and, and how we use that hemp. It's exciting. Our guest, really uh, Lucas Evans, Texas Hemp Processors. I've got about two minutes left on the program. Lucas graduated there with the environmental science degree at Southwestern University right there in Georgetown, north of Taylor. Can you tell us, as we start to wrap, where's the you know Texas Hemp Processors headed in 2022? Tell us about uh, what you, your plans are for the new space and, and what you guys uh, have uh, with your expansion going on here as we get into uh, 2022 here in this last few minutes. For sure. And, and I just want to say to you, Russell, this is an excellent show. I mean, you're really professional in what you do, and this is a critical piece of the puzzle. So thank you for allowing me on. Um, but, yeah, Texas Hemp Processor, so in 2021, we – operated out of an old airport, uh, which they used actually to spray these crops. And that was a perfect space for us, but it didn't have the power. So now we're moving to actually an old, uh, well now new, uh, co-op and gin building in downtown Hare, Texas. So it's a Taylor address, but Hare is just a small little outpost. Mm -hmm. And so we're moving into an original gin co-op that has all of the space and infrastructure and power we need we did 12 acres last year and we're gonna do about 120 acres this year so that's um you know exponential growth rate and you know looking to expand our decortication line that is actually being developed right now with a hundred year old company based in taylor texas it'll be the first texas made hemp decortication system and, uh, yeah, we hope to, you know, really, really scale this and, and make, you know, just bring the promise to reality, you know, because hemp has all of the hype 
and motivation and things behind it that we need to just just realize and so yeah we're looking to pro you know in-house contract 120 acres we've got pretty much locked down happy to work with others in the fiber and grain space and we're also interested in cbd byproducts so folks who kind of strip their plants or even have spent biomass uh, we're happy to work with that and see if we can't make make something out of this yeah. well you guys and, and you guys offer you know consulting services um decortation you can do seed cleaning um, you've got product development like you mentioned with the kayak um uh, you do custom processing transportation and storage so for these farmers out there tell them your website and, and email address and phone number and how how folks can can get in touch with you absolutely yeah so i'm lucas evans i'm the founder ceo feel free to email me it's lucas at texashemppro.com our website is texashempprocessors.net please reach out we'll find solutions we're solutions oriented and let's make this happen Awesome. Awesome, buddy. Thank you so much, Lucas, for chiming in on the Texas Hemp Show this afternoon. I appreciate you, you calling in there from Taylor. I'll be checking in with you at another event soon, and we'll be sure to get those magazines out to you guys here in the first part of February. Uh, thank you. That's Lucas Evans from Texas Hemp Processors. You can check them out at texashempprocessors.net right now, and then uh, they will have the Texas Hemp pros is that what's the dot com going to be coming up yeah that texas hemp pro processors gets a little lengthy so texas hemp pro is in the work but lucas at texas hemp pro info at texas hemp pro we've got an excellent team okay. to work with and you know reach out please can we say your phone number yeah let's do it 512-968-7904 Call me anytime. Let's make it happen. <laughs> That's right. Make it happen with our friends at Texas Hemp Processors. You can give them a, a call there again at 512-968-7904. Thank you, uh, Lucas, for chiming in on the program. I appreciate it. We'll see you next time. It's the Texas Hemp Show. We'll be back after this. Hey, this is Cheech Marin, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Why take a chance with your hemp grow? Join Hemp Plan and avoid the risk. TPS Labs' exclusive hemp monitoring program. Hemp Plan members get one-on-one -on -one consulting from knowledgeable consultants who are available when you need them most. If you want to take the guesswork out of growing hemp and focus on what matters most, call TPS Lab today and ask for your free consultation. Take the next step to a successful harvest. Visit tpslab.com or call today at 956-383-0739. You're listening to the Texas Hemp Show, produced by your friends at the Texas Hemp Reporter. 60,000 copies published free every year. The Texas Hemp Reporter is mailed to over 2,000 licensed hemp producers in Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Texas. News, technology, trends, finance, culture, health, all things hemp in the Lone Star State. The Texas Hemp Reporter Magazine. Hey. Hey, this is Tommy Chong, and you're listening to the Texas Hemp Show. Now, back to the show with your host, Russell Dowden. 
<laughs> what the fuck is going on? Shut up, motherfucker. All right, welcome back to the Texas Hemp Show. This is podcast number 67. Thank you to Lucas Evans for calling in from Texas Hemp Processors. TexasHempProcessors.net is Lucas's website, and you can call them at 512-968-7904. He's right down the road here in Central Texas in Taylor, Texas, and check them out. Good stuff from him. Jesse Williams joining me co-hosting here on the Texas Hemp Show Podcast 67. Jesse, thank you for uh, doing this with me all these months and years. Uh, it's been, I guess, a year and a half of this. Uh, so it's uh, been a been a, an interesting ride. And, and uh, so thank you for, for still hanging in there with me, buddy. Well, thank you for bringing me on. <laughs> well, listen, uh, we will just... Uh, talk a little here on um you did a story recently that submitted oh that came in by the way jesse the uh delta eight debate story um that you said the, yeah, the great delta eight debate that uh that came in and your your uh the, the article that you did with our interview with uh dan um as well it came in so that uh, those those are those have made their ways into the the cover there with Dan Hare. A uh, lot nice. of people, a lot of people tuned in. You know, in November there was like one podcast in November had tons, oh. almost a thousand. Oh, so so it wasn't. I I had to go look this up because you mentioned this to me. And what it was was like November we got like eight hundred listens. Yeah, it was a it was and a big spike for for that month. And I mean that's probably not a lot of listens for some of us, some of you guys who listen to the show. But but that was a big spike. It was right under nine hundred that uh, we had uh, for that listen there. But I think it might have been the the Dan Hare show that that got the, uh, the big one that the big one that seemed to push it was the and it's our best episode to date is um, Lisa Pittman. When we brought her on well, immediately after the Delta Eight issue. Well, that was the Delta Eight hot topic, and that probably got pushed uh, big time throughout the circles. Um, Delta Eight, and, and then you, your article on this, uh, uh, we will be featured in the in the upcoming issue of the Texas Hemp Reporter in, in mid January. We're putting this out. We've introduced the Texas uh, Agriculture Commissioner candidates. Um, We've got uh, 21, uh, 2021 Texas Hemp Year in Review. That's something Shada Tarabi has written up, kind of get reflecting on everything that we kind of went through in 2021 as regards to hemp in the Lone Star State. Um, another story we've got cooking is the, um, oh, there's some banking news, CBD and hemp banking uh, kind of going over what your options are with financial institutions. That's something that's always on the topic and, and it's kind of a hot button with uh, business owners and any, anyone in the space, I suppose, here in, in, in the in the hemp space is, is always the financials. Um, so that's something we, we've profiled. Um, and another one there was things your banker wish wishes you knew. 
So there's a couple of financial articles in this one. We also introduce our friends over at Flex Payment Solutions. I'm actually looking at utilizing Flex since, oh, Jesse, since... Oh, yeah, the big stripe kickdown. Yeah, we got kicked. uh, We added a shopping cart to our Texas Hemp Reporter site so that listeners like yourselves can purchase a copy of the Texas Hemp Reporter if you want a subscription or purchase an ad advertisement in the magazine. We we set up this shopping cart, and Jesse helped me set this up with uh, Stripe. Uh, And so we got... We got kicked off. <laughs> I guess we got uh, kicked off of there because nobody want uh, the, the stripe found us in the Texas Hemp Reporter as in violation of their agreements. So, um, it's un- funny they're like their rules that they had. I looked at one of them and said, "Any business that's regulated," and it was like every business is regulated to an extent. <laughs> what? So here we are with no – now we've got a shopping cart with nothing, uh, no merchant account attached to it. So I've one of our advertisers is Flex Payment Solutions, and I've had uh, Stacy do an article on their services. And so I've been talking with Matt over there, and um, we're going to try to figure out, Jesse, how to get Flex onto the website because he says that their shopping cart will support – uh, our need for um, processing orders, and so I'm, I think we'll be using uh, Flex payment solutions actually on the back end for um, folks being able to order subscriptions and so forth. So, um, so that that's uh, that's cool. That's going to be an article in here. Uh, we talked a little bit about the cannabis culture and and uh, kind of a generational. Rachel did a story on the generational guide to mankind's greatest plant, just talking about all the different uh, cultures in our history where cannabis has made a big influence. And then this issue also, when we had Dan Hare on, the son of the late um, uh, cannabis crusader Jack Hare, we had him on the program some time ago in November, uh, Jesse and I, and and we did a, transcribe some of that interview Jesse did uh, is going to make the pages of the Texas Hip Reporter. So we kind of have a, um, several articles on a tribute to Jack Hare and the and the work that that he did as a as an advocate for cannabis and for this plant. So there's about five pages probably in the magazine Jesse that are actually totally. Um, dedicated to just the work of, of the Hare family and, and what they've got going on. So uh, very, very exciting with all the legislation stuff. we got the primaries coming up. So this magazine will drop uh, in Central Texas and in Houston around the 25th of January. And so we look forward to bringing that to everyone. Um, but any other news come to mind for you as you can think of uh, as we uh, f- wrap up Podcast 67, Jesse? I know um, the was it the, the Pact Act. I guess that's finally going into full effect, where you can't ship vape cartridges and vape devices. Because I got a nice email from Hometown Hero where they were just pretty much, for lack of better words, liquidating what they had for stock in that area, and then they had to reiterate, "We're not closing down. It's packed. We can't ship stuff after after the tenth." Y- yeah, that that's right. And I saw that on the emails from them. So. Um, Nothing illegal, just they got a they had a deadline for that. Yep, and everybody's got under under restrictions for mailing vape devices now. They're gonna have restrictions for mailing the vape. 
So that may affect some friends like Daryl Seraph and uh, and his company out there in uh, Pflugerville. Um, so that's interesting. Well, what do we have next week on the program? Who do we have? Oh, I can't see that. I've got a chair in the way. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not in studio to look. Can you move that chair, Carl? And I'll tell our listeners who we have next week. (laughs) You can move that chair, Jesse, because telekinesis is not my specialty. (laughs) Oh, after Lucas, after Lucas, we have um, the 19th, we have Chase. What does that say? Chase West? Yeah, Chase West. Oh, oh I was going to have Chase West on. He's a, a political a state rep candidate from the Katy area. But I, but I think I may have Susan on. I may get Susan Hayes on, too. And so look for some politicals to be on. Uh, on the 26th of January, we have uh, Connie uh, Hurley from J Hart CBD coming on. Um, I may be talking with... Uh, Representative James White on February 2nd. Uh, and then I spoke of Flex Payment Solutions on the 9th of February with Matt. Matt may be coming on. And then um, I am going to speak with Lucas and, and and the guys from Hometown Hero about all this Delta 8 stuff that's been going on. Uh, so um, those are some of the programs coming up. But uh, next week, look for uh, Chase West uh, from Katie. He's running for state representative. We'll be talking with him and where he stands on cannabis and hemp. But thank you for tuning in to the Texas Hemp Show. I'm Russell. He's Jesse. We'll see you guys next week. And thanks for tuning in. Adios.